Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hi, I'm Jana. Welcome to The Living Room. This is a great place to share, and I have with me today Paige, Michelle, Heather, Nicole, and Jody. So we're going to talk today about women and connectedness, and I want to start with a story. Uh, last Saturday, I was invited to a luncheon for one one friend from high school was getting married and moving to Australia. And so some other friends just decided to put something up on Facebook and invite everyone from our high school class and see who showed up. And so we got kind of an assortment of people, some from kind of a friend group, but a lot of people that really were just kind of not maybe connected to that group super tight. It was very, very interesting. And I immediately RSVP that I would come because I knew it would be good for me. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, sometimes when I face things like that, I think, oh, my gosh, I am going to have to go talk to people, and that's hard. But um, I just thought it would be good. And so I went, and I didn't know who else would be there, and I just kind of got in my car and drove. And uh, the woman who hosted, she is just an amazing woman. And I didn't know. I haven't seen her, like I said, for 30 years. And and we had had some common experiences since, like we were both missionaries. But the um, We got to her house, and it turned out that she and her husband bulldozed a house and built a house from scratch to accommodate their daughter who's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And this daughter has is like in her 20s now, and she's, she's graduated, and they want her to have some autonomy, so they built this little apartment for her adjacent to their home, connected to their home, and they showed us all the ways that they had redesigned this home to accommodate this daughter. And I just saw, like, this woman had something really hard and had become so strong as a result of it, right? There was another woman there who um, was in charge of nuclear arms. She joined the military, and she was in charge of nuclear arms. And now she's, like, doing this wellness community. (laughs) I will no wonder, right? But, like, amazing people have done amazing things. But the coolest thing, honestly, was, you know how in high school there's, like, all that stuff, like – maybe you're not in this club and maybe you're not in this social stratosphere and maybe you're not, you know, there's always, somebody's always left out in high school. Right. And I felt like in this group, nobody was left out. We were far enough removed from all the high school drama that we all just loved each other. We all just embraced each other. And I thought it was really beautiful. And I, I just drove away being kind of amazed at how strong and resilient and exciting everybody was at this stage of life. Um, so I, we had at the end of the at the end of the exercise, they had us share, you know, what have you done, you know, since high school? What was your little journey that you took? And people shared interesting things, you know, do you have kids or not, whatever. And and then they said, um, share something exciting that you did. What was something crazy or exciting that you've done since high school? And then this was the other thing that I thought was really interesting. Well, let's do this first. What's something really crazy or exciting? That you've done since high school. I know you all have. 
Jody's crazy. Come on, what have you well, done? <laughs> I, I, well, I did this a long time ago, but I went yeah. skydiving and I yes, was definitely crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah, and then my kids, my husband and my two daughters, did it last year on their birthday. They did that, and I thought that was crazy because I'm like, I know what that feels like, and it's, oh, I can't. As wonderful as there are, you know, a feeling of dropping and whatever, it's also no, it's terrifying. Not. I would never, I could uh, never and, get uh, myself to jump out of yeah. an airplane. Well, and that's I couldn't, awesome. I couldn't get me to do it again but I was also you know I was 21 so that's a lot I mean I'm older older so really when I it's hard to think of what's exciting I mean I've birthed children <laughs> I have driven across country with you know my kids and my 80 year old grandma at the time I mean it, it depends what exciting is but right. you go from skydiving yeah. to a mm-hmm. trip right. to Oregon with my 83 year old grandma and my jeep wagoneer with wood paneling I thought that was rather exciting sounds cool to me so you know mm-hmm. how about you Nicole it's tough, right? It right? Is. To think it of is. something. Uh, one of my favorite things that I did was move to Florida and work for Walt Disney World to be oh, a Jungle cool. Cruise. Oh, fun! So, so fun. that was That's pretty. Job. That was pretty exciting. It only lasted six months, which is a blip since high yeah. school. But that was really cool. And then one spin that life threw at me was giving me two kids at one time that kicked right. and fought in my womb for thirty-five <laughs> weeks and three days. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. How about you, Heather? Exciting. I'm or crazy. The very, first, the very first thing, well, both, is that yeah. I married my husband. So both of those were under like exciting. <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, I picked up, my husband and I are very, came, come from very, very different families. Yeah. And so the differences, sometimes even when we were engaged, people were like, this this doesn't make a lot of sense, right? But uh, that was exciting and still is, and still is one of the best things ever. Uh, I picked up right before my senior year in college, moved across the entire country for a year and worked in Washington, D.C. Wow. And it was the coolest thing I've ever done. And yet it was, it was, it was exciting. It was different. I didn't know a soul and didn't have a bed and I just figured it out. Never ridden a metro and now I'd love to go back and live there. It was great. great. I love it. Michelle? I feel so boring. Like my most exciting thing is like training and running a half marathon. Yeah. Don't applaud. I'm just impressed. Money. <laughs> just money. They can't see that though. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Hey. Um, so first thing that came to my mind was um, I've written a book. And I know that probably sounds really boring to some no, people. No. But coming from a girl who got D minuses in English all through um, high school, <laughs> I was not expecting, nor did I identify as an author, and it's happened. And so <gasps> that's a big deal. I love that. That, that is, is a big, big deal. deal. That's Thank super you. exciting. I'll throw money at you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> there was this sharing and cheering, just like we're doing right now. But what I found was that the real sharing happened one on one. When somebody will pull you aside and say, hey, I remember you used to do this. Are you still doing that? Or, And there was a lot of heartache. I was really surprised. And in a way, maybe that's what softens us all, right? That gets rid of all the, when you everybody's had some kind of grief or some kind of other hard thing. And uh, I, had, I had somebody tell me that um, their first child was stillborn. I had somebody mm. else tell me that their stepson had taken his own life. They, I mean, really, really hard things. So this is a hard question. If I pulled you aside and said, okay, what's the real story? What's the heartache that you've had to carry from day to day in the last little while? What would you tell me? 
my last two years have been tough. So I'll just jump right in and just say, well, and I've talked about it before, but I, I had lung surgery in 2016 and half of my right lung removed thinking that it was lung cancer. That was a scare. And that was a, that was a, a day I remember three days in the emergency room, you know, each time. And then that third day, and you hear the words and you see this CT scan and you finally just go, this is not happening to me. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, but I got through it. But, you know, and it doesn't it defines me in the way that I've been through it. And I think here I am and I breathe and I I don't run very well. But you know, there's a lot of things I do with one and a half lungs. And that's just that's just awesome. My dad's gotten an accident, you know, and that's something our family's been dealing with Mm -hmm. for this last year and have having a brain injury. But, you know, it's interesting that those, these two years have been really big things, you know, whereas I look Mm -hmm. back and think there's other things that we've experienced, but we just happen to have some bigger things happening, you know, right now, but definitely you connect when people are able to be vulnerable enough to share their hard right. things yeah and you I appreciate so when people are compassionate back and yeah give hugs so and yeah okay um so looking back it's been an, a miracle in our lives but my oldest son um struggled with a severe stutter for about four mm-hmm. years so navigating parenthood for the first time and also um watching his beautiful bright soul kind of be squashed by not being able to express himself. It's really took a toll on me. And so anyway, um, it's been kind of amazing to look back though and watch him work through it and work as a family to find the tools to help him work through it and support him and face it and talk about it. And I really feel like it's strengthened our family a lot and it's strengthened him. Like he has courage that he can face really, really hard things in life. And it's always there, but he knows how to like um, recognize it and know what to do after that. So I would say as a whole, that was probably one of the hardest things as an adult to face. Yeah. Just because it hurt my heart as a mom, you know, for for sure. For sure. Yeah. He's going to have to see the King's speech someday, right? (laughs) Yes. I've been dying to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Heather. Uh, I think easily mine is, and it's even still emotional, is Mm -hmm. uh, my husband being hurt, but not hurt. A couple years of depression for him was Mm. plenty. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, that's a killer. For sure. Yeah. 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 That's hard to be on the front row Mm -hmm. helping with that. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think now it's good because... It wasn't something we really discussed, but now that he's processed it, we can, like, talk about it. Mm. So that's a little better, but but that's fine for sure. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole, you're up. I mean, that's <laughs> enough of mine. I don't want mine anymore. Moving on. I think I have to preface by saying that I'm really grateful that I have the blessings that I do. And, you know, you always say that you'd pick your trials over anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of years ago, we had a, a year that we just had like continuous trials back to back. They were tiny, but they were relentless for a while. And those always make for hard years. Mm-hmm, um, I think the thing that I have fought the hardest for besides the twin pregnancy, which I talk about a, long, a lot because that was physically awful. Uh, my, my first son, so like the second child, 
he was a hard baby from the get-go and um, like incredibly hard and we didn't know till he was five that he actually suffered from sensory processing disorder oh. spd is mm-hmm. what it's often called mm-hmm. and like looking back that explains everything but um i don't think i've ever spent more time on my knees praying for someone mm-hmm. um knowing that there were answers and knowing that my boy was in there somewhere and i needed to find him mm-hmm. and um just like being the the mom that needed the answers and they came through a series of blessings and then to see him as a fourth grader now just excelling and the, the deep love that I have for him because I, I fought for him. I think whenever we fight for someone in our life that 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 trial always brings us out stronger. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Michelle? Um, let's see. Um, I was, my parents were divorced when I was little and I was always going to be the kid that never got divorced. And then I did. And so I, even I'm on marriage number two, which I hope is my last, but um, (laughs) I, I, I kind of live in a constant state of relationship fear, not because my marriage isn't good, but just because, um, I know what that did to me as a kid. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like very conscious and aware of it. Um, but I have to say that almost not coupled with that, though, sometimes they come hand in hand, hand in hand. Sometimes um, my biggest challenge has been not having more kids. Oh, yeah. And I've always yeah. wanted that and wanted that to be. Um, and so now I'm faced with defining myself in different ways and feeling a really big sense of insecurity on so many levels of constantly making sure that my marriage is OK. And who am I as a woman if I'm not the mom that I thought I was going to be in? So. That anyway, there you go. I'm done now. Let's stop talking. <laughs> wow, that was beautiful. That was a lot to share. So much connection, and I feel like everybody has had something similar enough that we can really emote with so much compassion towards each other sharing. Because uh, emotion is the is there. It's the feeling, and it's the same in different experience, but I feel that in this room. Oh, you totally We do. did the show on vulnerability, but this was vulnerable, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're all here seeing each other and saying, mm-hmm. I see you, and it feels yeah. it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. It does feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I drove away from, from this lunch feeling so grateful and amazed. I was grateful that I knew these women. I was grateful... And amazed that I still had some kind of a connection. Like I hadn't stayed in touch with almost anyone from high school. I moved away. And uh, that was that was powerful. That people still knew me, still recognized me. And that I still cared about these people. You don't even realize. Oh, but no, I do. I care about them deeply. And I also came away with that sense, kind of like Nicole said, that I wouldn't trade anybody for their trials, mm-hmm. right? I'll take, I'll take my special selected package. And <laughs> right. <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. Right? And um, and then I was struck by the resiliency. And I love that everybody here came up with something that made them stronger or better for having gone through that really hard thing, that they have some perspective or some voice or some power or some resiliency. I think that's amazing, too. Um, and then finally, that we connect. That women, I mean, how do we do that? That we have this web that takes everybody in our hearts just keep expanding and growing to a level we never thought possible and uh and the connections are real 
and they last forever. I didn't, I didn't think so, but I go there and 30 plus years later, yeah, those connections are there and they're real. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have a thought, anything they want to share about connecting? I think you have to be brave enough to connect knowing that there's something good on the other side. You know, I, there's a few women I've, I can think of that I, I, I think hunger for more connection. Yeah. yeah. And just are not quite able to let go enough to get it. So I do think letting yourself connect if you're not currently connecting to other women, give it a shot. You know, I have to say it was brave for me to get in that car and drive there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say along that line, um, I remember when my son, well, after I had my, my first baby and he was in the NICU and mm-hmm. he had like seven things happen wrong and he's great now. And so it's weird to think about that little, that small hiccup in time, yeah. but that was really, really scary. And the first time that I ever could feel people praying for me. Like I just felt people's prayers and it was because I shared that we have this thing and we could really use your thoughts and could you help us? Mm -hmm. And so I often think about that, that, you know, sometimes I just reach out and say, could you just say a little prayer for me? And I'm grateful for the friends and the women that I have and even men that I can sometimes in the sharing of the things that are hard, that you can feel even if it's not what they say, and even if they're not in the same rooms that you can feel people's support, you can feel people's care and yeah. you can feel that sense because you know what, just like it, I, rem- I remember becoming an adult and thinking I was the only one who had problems, but then figuring out other people did too, right. but they just don't talk about them as much as I do. <laughs> and, but then I think people can connect. We can connect with each other <clears throat> in our challenges, even though we don't necessarily need to have that be this big thing, but we really can connect in our challenges because we've been there and we know what that feels like and we want to feel supported. And so we often turn around and support other people. And that's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Sometimes in those moments we find a gift that we didn't know we had mm-hmm. yeah you had something um I'm really glad you shared all of this like I feel like I was really inspired so I'm in charge of my 20-year reunion this year oh, in June yeah. down in San Diego and to be honest with you I've done a lot of hard work with it and I just keep saying I find myself saying this to people what's the point we're all on social media together <laughs> what is the point why am I doing all this so I feel it's really good to hear what you're saying because social media is so surface. So we're going to be there that right. night and I'll be able to, I'm going to go in there intentionally connecting with people and yeah. I, that I haven't spoken to in 20 years. And yeah. so yeah. I, I just feel like this was really inspired. You know, I've kind of been dreading it, but now you've, you've changed my mindset where I know it'll be fun because I know how to have fun anywhere, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go in there and really try and connect and see what everyone's been through in the last 20 years this is really inspiring of you I'm so glad I had to help with uh, a reunion recently and the way it came about was so hilarious my daughter hijacked my Facebook page and she saw the reunion notice and she's like sure I'm so excited what can I do to help and she volunteered me oh my gosh I would love that if someone did on the other end yeah I know right I know yeah so so I ended up on the committee which was hilarious but I that's the first place where I discovered oh my gosh we're such different people than we were now but Mm -hmm. we care we care and we love and we want to hear these trials and and we want to support each other and the connections are real and they're lasting yeah I had someone from high school and this I went to high school in Illinois and have not been back 
to Illinois since my 20th and now uh, 30th was this last summer and mm. I didn't, or this when I had my lung surgery actually, so I didn't get to go. Um, but I just love that there are individuals that maybe you didn't connect with mm-hmm. that you are connected with because of social media. And someone reached out to me just in the last um, couple of months and said, Hey, I'm going in for a cancer scan. Mm. Could you pray for me? And so there was a prayer chain and I, that's where I'm like, I love social media because I am not going to most likely get back to Illinois. I don't have family there. Uh, But that opportunity to think that somebody from my past I could connect with and we probably had classes here and there together, but we weren't really close, but we rode the bus. I know we rode the bus together, but my thought the whole week that she was going through her tests, I kept thinking, um, I, I'm praying, I'm praying that these tests come back, uh, negative. So I do think that, you know, a connection, we crave that as we get older we because we yeah. know the value of it, mm-hmm. which is so different yep. when you're in high school, yep. you think, you know what a connection is, but you just, you know, you have your one or two besties and, um, women that are willing to put themselves out there and connect. You get something really, really amazing from yeah. those connections. And prayer is so powerful. I love that she asked you to pray. I love I when know. anybody asks me to pray for them. Yeah. And I think, in fact, I, these women, I this was last Saturday, and I keep thinking about these women, and I have been praying for some of them, and, I, and I'm writing some of them. It's Isn't that amazing? I can see you totally doing that. <laughs> I can't. And I, I, I like to connect with people. So the, the honest to goodness truth is that I could connect with everyone and love everyone and, and find something in their story that I'm like, I'm connected to you. I'm sure. You and, yeah. and I, I feel that genuinely, but I, I do think we miss out on that connection for mm-hmm. various reasons. And it's so valuable. I know. I know it is. It's I'm so, so glad I forced myself to go. I can't believe I almost didn't. It would have been so easy to make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like I have to get my taxes done. Right. Yeah. But, or yeah. I just don't want to go. <laughs> Forget a valid excuse. You could have just not gone. I like to pull people. I like to pull women in a couple times a year at my house, around my table and everything. And I think this is why we experience this kind of sharing. And, you know, my my husband would say, I don't understand why you think you are going to hold a party that's called come to Christ luncheon and people are going to show up. And I'm like, because they do. (laughs) Or, or, you know, gathering of friends and bring your favorite. um, Does he say that to you? Oh, yes. That is so funny. You just have to know him. But he's just like, you know, I mean, he'd be like, you are not invited. Well, and he's grateful. (laughs) And you don't even get the leftovers. Because we're going to eat all the food. Yeah. And when we have our big favorite things, you know, party that we uh, I mean he's like okay tell me when it is I gotta disappear you know but it's (laughs) the reason we go for six and a half seven and a half hours and the reason we do 17 of us is because there's the stories that are shared in your favorites and this came about through Oprah and through other friends that had helped them and so forth and it's been years and years and it's so it's not my creation but that's the that's why we show up every year and some of us haven't seen each other for a year but it's because of those stories. Somebody's going through a hard time. Somebody is worried about their, you know, 13 year old daughter. I mean, it just across. I had a friend do the most. Across across the the I was just going to say, I, th- I think something to remember too, is that these connections come at certain times in our lives because we need them then. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and where you might not have connected with someone in high school or in college 
you might very easily need one another 20 years down the road. Right. And you can't see that unless you're non-judgmental and willing to go and put your taxes off another day, right? You're you know, willing to have those experiences. You have to yeah. be willing to have those experiences. But I, I do think that there's times and seasons where some of those connections make more sense or yes. where we're more open to them or where yes. we're more in need of them mm-hmm. than we might be at other times in our lives. Yeah. Nicole, <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking about two relationships that I have. One is with my best friend from high school. And we honestly, we, we now live in the same state and we don't do a very good job of like seeing each other regularly. Mm-hmm. We'll call on the phone. And thankfully it's one of those relationships where we pick up where we left yeah. off. Yeah. Like we all love those yeah, relationships, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. No matter how much time has passed. And I could be so much better at connecting with her. And then I think of a relationship that I have that's a recent relationship that I gained through my experience as an entrepreneur. And we meet for breakfast once a month and it's on our calendar and we both take it very seriously. And the relationship that we have is very connected, very true, very vulnerable, very real and very like it's necessary in our lives and we appreciate that. And I look at these two different relationships and though I'm grateful for my relationship with my friend from high school and we're still part of each other's lives and we still are trying to be connected, I'm, I've been more successful when I made it a priority, when yeah. it was on the calendar. And I've tried this with my other friend, too, where we set appointments that are standing. But I think you have to take it so seriously. If you want to feel that connection in your life, if you want to um, grow as a person and feel that vulnerability when you're with other people, you have to commit to the commitment to that connection. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I had a friend do something so cool this year. She um, moved into our neighborhood not long ago and kind of felt like she didn't have any friends, but she gradually um, kind of um, made herself a really necessary part of of the community. And um, so she invited me to this, this little lunch at her house. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I have a student right after. And, you know, I was just kind of like, and, and again, I was like, okay, and I have a student right before too. So I'm going to be a couple minutes late, but I'll be there. And I showed up and I have never seen anything so sweet in my life. She had done a gratitude luncheon and she had invited the 12 women she was most grateful for and took five or 10 minutes telling why she was grateful for each person and had a little gift that was that not the sweetest thing i'm like oh my gosh you're grateful for me and you made me lunch who are you like that was so nice right and i just love that but I thought, can you imagine if i didn't go can you imagine but no it was it was so sweet and so thoughtful and i thought i want to be more like that i want to do that but that was a really also a really great way to connect and to help other people that were there connect because they heard the story of what this person had done in her life I love that. It's mm-hmm. very cool. I did one for just five of my friends years ago, and my one friend had to go get the friend because she knew oh, what was happening, yes. and she's like, I can't tell you what's going on. Oh, but uh, That's but really sweet. But it was, you know, simple, but I'm just like, okay, thank your friends, but then the wonder that, you know, she's too busy to show up, so we teased her. Yeah. Well, this has been great sharing and great connecting, and I most definitely feel very connected to all of you. I uh, I remember when I heard that the new hosts were coming on and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I love them. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, yes. thanks. You're fabulous. Anyway, um, I hope that all of you will take some time and give some time to past and 
current and future connections and make connection such a such a part of your life it's it's very real and it's very necessary and um um, you can find us on social media. You can find us elsewhere. But continue this conversation online, I hope. And uh, give yourself and some connections, some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.